Space mail. I've got space mail. Hooray, space mail. No news is good news. That's what I always say. You've got to be optimistic. It could be an electronic letter from a dear friend. Or a bill. Most likely a fee or a bill. Well, it's addressed to me. You can take it. Again, no news is... Oh, no. Told you. What is it? Fee or bill? Neither. It's a notification to take a freeze. Ah, of course. The frosty recertification early exam zone entry. I thought you were exempt. Well, I've never taken one. Well, at least you qualify for the early exam. <laughs> the late one is pretty hard, I hear. Matt? Yeah? This email, it was dated months ago. How's that possible? You just got it, right? Well, we've been hopping through space-time. It must have messed up the space mail inbox notifications. You see, time moves slowly when you get closer to the speed of light. Uh-oh. You'll have to take the late exam. No, uh when was this exam even a requirement? Well, they changed the rules at Mike Hold Space. Every practicing torpor tech has to take his or her freeze within the first solar cycle following a catastrophe. You've already taken yours? I have. Didn't you have to study? It wasn't that hard. Pretty straightforward. Well, how many days until I have to take the test? Based on the number of jumps we've done, factoring in for space-time dilation, carry the three. Hmm. Looks like you've got a week, maybe. What? That's not nearly enough time. Here, have a dumpling. How is that going to help? These are filled with hot soup. Hot soup always soothes the soul. Okay, I'll try one, but then I've got to start studying. These are pretty good. Okay, I'll, I'll just try one, uh, one more. Well, maybe another one. Wow, I can't stop. Now you're just procrastinating. Well, how's about a surrender bite? Oh, we can do one on the certification boards. No, dumplings. Those aren't on the test. I've made my decision. Aaron, play the Serendibite. And that's why you can never actually count to a million. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Sure, nine, but ten, what about when you get to six digits? And we're back. Broadcasting from our studio on the pale blue dot we call Earth. We've got a great short for you today. And uh, today... We discuss dumplings. Yep, short and sweet. Mm -hmm. Like a dumpling. Now, John Arbuthnot, a Scottish physician and satirist, he said, The dumpling is indeed of more ancient institution and of foreign origin. But alas, what were those dumplings? Nothing but a few lentils sodden together, moistened and cemented with a little seethed fat. Now, a dumpling... A Scottish dumpling. <laughs> That's probably haggis. Yeah. <laughs> this tastes like sausage. No, no, it's a dumpling. Yeah, I swear to God. <laughs> now, a dumpling may be defined as a small savory ball of dough, usually made from suet, which may be boiled, fried, or baked in a casserole. What in the cosmos is suet? So, it is this hard white fat on the kidneys and loins of cattle, sheep, or other animals, and it's used to make foods including puddings, pastries, and mincemeat. Ooh, I don't think I'll be eating dumplings anymore. Well, stay tuned. You should never say never. 
The word itself didn't appear in English writings until around 1600, and thought to be of German origin. They are in fact of Chinese origin from around 200s BC. They were invented by a guy named Zhang Zhongjing. Try saying that three times fast, right? He took meat, herbs, spices, and wrapped them all in dough. He then steamed his new creation to warm and bind all the ingredients together to create an alliance of flavors. Legend has it that he came up with this idea in an attempt to keep his fellow man warm during a particularly cold winter. And the first recipe for dumplings goes to the Romans, and it was found in the Apicius, I think, or Apicius, uh, a Roman cookbook. Mm-hmm. Well, it's equivalent to the modern Southern living today. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think of Romans, you know, bath yeah. houses and war and cookbooks. <laughs> All of this just goes to show that although the dumpling likely originated in China, it is also likely developed in many cultures over time independently, much like bread did or ziggurats, you know, ancient Zig- pyramids. What is a ziggurat? You know, like the pyramids. Like uh, ancient, like uh, temple-like structures, like builds for like holy occasions. No idea. And like burials and Never festivities. Nope. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So dumplings can be cooked in a variety of ways, and the dough may also include a variety of bases, such as bread, flour, buckwheat, or buckwheat. Buck. <laughs> <laughs> buckwheat is buckwheat. <laughs> it takes seven days to make it. No, buckwheat or potatoes. Now, they can also be filled with pretty much anything you can imagine, such as meat, fish, cheese, veggies, fruits, uh, tofu in some. That doesn't I make saw. any sense That's, to me. Because uh, tofu picks up flavors. Yeah. So why would you want to put it inside of something? <laughs> this is so doughy. So isn't a dumpling a container of sorts? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. So dumplings may be one of the only foods found on pretty much every continent except Antarctica, of course, unless you bring frozen dumplings with you. Or you don't, yeah, you don't think the scientists enjoy a good dumpling there? That's a fair point. Hattie McDaniel, American actress and comedian, had said, as for those grapefruit and buttermilk diets, I'll take roast chicken and dumplings. Do you know who Hattie McDaniel was? Yeah, she's an American actress and comedian. <laughs> Do you know what she played? No. She was Mammy in uh, Gone with the Wind. Ah, well, that makes came. a little more sense yeah. now, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, I'll take yeah. those dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a journey around the world and discover some dumplings from various locales. We have to start with our very own American dumplings, uh, continue on with the Northern American versions. So we are the weirdos. Some of our dumplings are filled with sweet fillings like fruit and creams and are often baked. We also have added dough to dishes to boil them, such as chicken and dumplings, a southern staple. These types of dumplings are not wrapped around filling. They're just... <laughs> it's the container floating around in a sea of goodness it's as if like someone had like originally tried to make chicken inside of like a dumpling and then they're like oh it came out and you're like why don't we just like leave it out there and then, try it yeah we'll try it put it in your mouth put yeah. it in your face hole see what happens <laughs> we'll put it in a cast iron pot and it should be fine <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious uh, then of course possibly one of the most American things of American things the pizza roll pizza roll this is, if you're not American, this is literally just a pizza rolled up so that the dough is on the outside, and it's typically a small, nearly bite-sized snack. What a time to be alive. Um, what do we call it? What are the pizza rolls? The pizza bites? The pizza bagels? Yeah, but there's another, in there, there's a commercial that I'm thinking of that I can hear the music, but I can't hear the words. Well, there's pizza in the morning, pizza yeah, in the, the evening, evening, pizza, pizza supper time, when pizza's on a bagel, bagel. you can it's eat pizza, pizza anytime. Bagels? Okay. Yeah, pizza bagels. Pizza bagel. Okay. Now, up in Canada, they have... Our northern neighbors. Yes, to the north. Winter's coming. 
It's probably already there in Canada. Yeah. Uh, they have a somewhat French-influenced version known as a poutine, a rapé, which is minced pork inside a flour ball. Sounds pretty good, honestly. Mm-hmm. Down south in Mexico, the chochoyotes are popular. Chochoyote. Mm. It's a donut shaped, although the center hole doesn't go all the way through and the dough is actually made of corn. So it's like a bowl <clears throat> of sorts. Yeah. 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 A little. Yeah. Uh, Asian dumplings, of course. Those are probably the most popular, well-known uh, around the world. There's no distinct word for dumpling in China, though. Instead, they have a lot of classifications and different types that we in the West would lump into one simple term, call it a dumpling. Mm-hmm. The wonton is probably the most well-known in the U.S. and is a thin dumpling that is similar to the Italian tortellini. It typically holds meat or shrimp and is boiled in a light broth. It's interesting to think about that, like, a uh, tortellini in Italian would be a wonton in China. Yeah. Yeah, I never really, I guess, I don't know. I don't eat Chinese food very much. Yeah. So I don't. I have had wontons, mm-hmm. but I, I always think of the, like the fried crispy wontons. Yeah. But I like guess the crab them, rangoon. Yeah. Yeah. But if you put it like, I guess they're, have you, or do they make wet wontons? Yeah. They like wonton, tortellini? Yeah. Wonton soup. Oh yeah. Wonton soup. Well, yeah. that's kind of like chicken and dumplings. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wonton soup is like chicken and dumplings and chicken and dumplings is almost like tortellini with chicken. Huh. Okay. You're like, it all, all coming together. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, the jowza is the most common Chinese dumpling, actually, beyond the wonton in China. Jiaozi. Jiaozi. And it's likely the one created by Zhang Zhangjing, uh, the original creator of the dumpling. It's meat and veg wrapped in dough and then boiled. It's also folded into a shape that resembles a human ear, which is part of the legend of Zhangjing. It's said that he created the dumpling to help combat frostbite from his fellow villagers who had frostbite on their ears. Otherwise, they'll fall off. Yeah. Eat this. It's shaped like your ear. It'll, it'll grow back. <laughs> That's how food works. <laughs> and then there's the Japanese dumpling. These are similar to Chinese dumplings, with the exception of the dango, which is a sweet dumpling similar to mochi that is made from rice flour. That's probably a pretty interesting texture. Yeah, I would try that. Interestingly, Korean dumplings resemble Western creations more than Eastern, as it's thought that the dumpling was brought to Korea from the West instead of from the East. Hmm. Now we go to Africa. Dumplings in Africa tend to be steamed or boiled, and they range from sweet to savory. The banku is a steamed savory dumpling made from cornmeal. And then the melko is a sweet boiled dumpling made from milk and flour. Now, Latin dumplings are often referred to as empanadas and differ from the traditional dumpling by virtue of the fact that the excess dough is not cut off. Brazilian dumplings tend to be stuffed with some form of meat and are often fried or baked. Caribbean dumplings are typically fried from a simple dough and often served with breakfast. Finally, Jamaican dumplings are often cooked in a variety of ways, but the best tasting ones are said to be those that are boiled and then fried. Double cooked. It's like a double baked potato. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Puerto Rican dumplings are made from tubers, such as plantains and squash. Sign me not up. Oh, I don't know if I can have a squash dump. I mean, I have to try it. Like, we we can't knock it before we try it. It'd be so fibery on the outside. Who's to say? Maybe they take the fibers out. (laughs) It's just like a fine tooth for plantain juice. (laughs) Yeah. Peruvian dumplings are called papas rianas. And are made from plain mashed potatoes stuffed with a savory sautéed meat along with onions and garlic. Now, that sounds pretty good. (laughs) Mashed potatoes and meat. (laughs) Europe has a huge variety of dumplings. British dumplings tend to be boiled and many have suet bound into the dough. 
And then you give it to someone, and then they throw it in the trash. (laughs) And that's how a British dumpling is born. This is haggis. (laughs) It's all haggis. Possibly the most famous dumplings outside of Asia, in my opinion, would be Italian dumplings. These are typically savory and are a type of pasta such as ravioli, tortellini, and gnocchi. But they do technically fit the definition of a dumpling. Now, uh, French dumplings sound basically like a cheese Danish. Mm. Uh, Central parts of Europe may have even been more succinct Uh, and their distinctions from country to country. Last but not least, we travel to the bottom of the globe or to the top, depending on your point of perspective, Australia. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. The most popular dumpling in Australia is actually served in fast food restaurants. They were popularized in Australia by a Chinese man named William Sheng Wing Young. Uh, These are called dim sums or dimmies. They're typically fried in a rectangular shape and made with minced meat, cabbage, and seasoning. So I didn't actually know that that like that's how dim sum came about. Yeah, well, it it is Chinese, but it was it's just really popular in Australia at a fast food restaurant. That's what like like a I can't remember the name of the fast food restaurant, but it's like a McDonald's. It's not yeah. like a Chinese restaurant. Have you ever uh, had dim sum? Mm-mm. Dim sum's great. Really? Yeah. So there's a couple of uh, dim sum restaurants um, uh, outside the Atlanta area. Um, off of like Buford Highway. Like the fast food style or like sit down restaurants? Sit down restaurants. Oh, okay. And so they have carts of dumplings that come to you. Oh, and so cool. you have a card that's on the table and then like they'll ask you like what you want from this, these roving carts of people. So it's essentially like a buffet that comes to you. And then you take these. <laughs> it's, Charlie's it's a, kind of restaurant. It's a very <laughs> lazy buffet. You're like, oh, I don't want to leave my chair, but I want I want to make sure I keep eating nonstop. Yeah, but they, they take out these metal trays of uh, dumplings and like yeah. they just keep slinging them out until like you tell them stop. And then? No, and then. And then. <laughs> and then <laughs> no, and then. No, and then. <laughs> they keep marking your sheet. <laughs> you keep bringing it back. I'm going to keep eating it. Please stop for the love of God. Stop. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm tapping out. So finally, Eddie Wang, American author and chef, had said, soup dumplings, sitcoms, one night stands, good ones leave you wanting more. And that's our short. We hope you enjoyed it. Remember, we exist within the universe. And the universe exists within ourselves. We're all the stuff of stars. So have a stellar day, everyone, and thanks for stopping by our corner of the cosmos. This has been the Mid-Flight Crisis Podcast. You can support important spaceship repairs and maintenance by subscribing to the Mid-Flight Crisis Patreon page. We'd love to hear your suggestions about the show and future topics, and we appreciate your support, ratings, and reviews. This endeavor isn't possible without amazing listeners like you. Thanks for sharing your space and time with us. We'll see you on our next adventure. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Drop us a line at intrepidtransfer at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>